Welcome to the Hope Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, and TuneIn. Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in today, and today we're joined uh, by Debbie Huntley. Debbie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. And we had Debbie on about three or four months ago now. It's hard to believe it's been that long, but um, it's been, and so we just had a good conversation with her last time, heard her testimony. Actually, if you want to hear it, you can go back on our website, cotnaz.org slash hope talks. And I believe it was February 28th program. It says Debbie Huntley testimony. But uh, today, Pastor Margaret, if you'd just like to say what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, so today we're going to be kind of digging into where God has us in the Word. And, you know, this is our podcast is called Hope Talks. And so today uh, we're going to have a conversation that I pray brings hope and maybe some help to those that are listening, uh, we believe that as we've actually been here talking before we started, that God has us in different places in the Word, and I believe as we talk today that He will just bring it all together, um, and it'll be a message of hope for all that's listening. But before we go there, we'll break the ice with a little bit of an ice cream question. So, Debbie, what's your favorite ice cream these days? Well, I've been taking my granddaughter to Smiley's. Oh, um, as our treat every Wednesday. So it is now black raspberry. And that's also become hers because she took mine the first time and I had to get another one. Um, but that is both of our favorites right now is a black raspberry. Yeah, that is my dad's favorite ice cream. I love ice cream that has something in it. It can't just be plain. If it has a little crunch, it's even better. And so I had raspberry cheesecake, like ice cream. Over the weekend with some good graham cracker in it, that was amazing. Um, it's not my favorite, but I will give a shout out to that because it was good. And I'm a purist. I just want the ice cream. Don't oh, be mixing brother. She's She's like, she, Oh, no. that's like me. Usually, usually Pastor Margaret sides with whoever, you know, the stuff in it. But I like plain old vanilla. I mean, and I do prefer custard vanilla, but any type of vanilla. I actually had some a couple days ago and uh, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Love ice cream with crunchy stuff. You know, I think it's a generational thing. Um, It's sad that my grandmother came up with, I believe, I can't get it backwards, banana grape nut. So it is so good. And we make it at home. We've what do you do, it. put grape nut cereal in there? Yes. I'm going to bring you some. Now, you're a purist. You wouldn't like it. But it is amazing. And that is one of my favorite ice creams. Um, good bananas in there. Nice and crunchy. Anyway, um, we always had potato chips or something with our ice cream. Anyway, that's maybe that's just a midnight thing. Don't know. Maybe it was just our family thing. But anyway, it's always interesting to hear different people's ice cream loves and what about pretzels my family always had pretzels oh yeah i didn't because i'm a purist but my everybody else did really yeah we something salty usually crackers or potato chips or pretzels something pretzels chips chocolate (laughs) 
throw it as all in there. That's right. Yeah, and not mixed together with Grayson, right? <laughs> we won't oh, let pretzels. That's they that can, can touch. be mixed with. <laughs> Ooh, that's we won't go down that road. But strawberry pretzel dessert—that's good too. That is, I've been thinking about putting that in ice cream. I don't know about that. <laughs> to be continued. So anyway, today, yeah, we're just talking about the Lord, really, and the great hope we have in Him. And Debbie, do you have a thought just to start us out, Scripture, that we can kind of dive in from? Well, the devotion, actually, for today, from Salt and Light, by Chris Ty Green, really spoke to me. And the the scripture verse that heads up the devotion is, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control from Galatians 5.22. And in the devotion, it talks about how desperate the world is to see, I think especially right now and especially our country, the evidence and the truth of transformed lives. Mm-hmm. And are we just going through the motions as Christians, talking the talk, or do we truly exhibit transformed lives? And how do we get to that place of truly exhibiting you know, the fruit of the Spirit? And if we don't look any different than the world, then, I mean, being a Christian means that we are transformed by God. Like you said, our lives should look different. The people around us should, you know, want what we have and wonder, you know, what's different? You know, why do you have hope in such a despairing time with everything going on in our world? Well, if we have Jesus, we know that our hope is in him. And no matter what our circumstances are, we can have that hope and that transformation from him. And he takes that lump of clay that we are when we become believers and um, starts kneading into us his nature, um, his heart, his thoughts, his mind, and the Holy Spirit is faithful each and every day as we surrender to the working of the Holy Spirit within us and come under his authority every day. He promises that he will enact that change within us, um, and we will start in a greater degree day after day exhibiting the fruits of the spirits. And that's what the um, world really needs to see today, that mm-hmm. they're cynical because they don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will take time and those long relationships that you develop. And I think it was your dad that always said, time is the greatest convincer. Mm-hmm. They're not going to believe us yeah. just because we have a conversation one time or they see us one time because the world has gotten very cynical. Yeah. Um, and they have reason to in a yeah. lot of cases. I was just going to say longevity is, you know, over time, longevity is the greatest convincer. I remember what Dad always said. I think about so often with Celebrate Recovery, you know, folks coming in looking for hope. And usually they're here because there's been a crisis. Uh, Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small. But one thing that I usually say to folks when they come in, you know, things didn't get the way they are overnight. And they're not going to get better overnight. It's a journey. And we can't tell people we're different. Like to say I'm a believer, I'm different, doesn't really hold weight. It is, I say to them often, just live it out. And let your family, let your friends see that you're different. Don't tell them that you are. 
because that's the great convincer when they begin to see the difference. Right. And they can tell something's happening. I remember when I accepted Christ as a hairstylist, you know, you have people that work next to you and you have people every half hour, hour that um, coming through depending on what they're getting done. And I just remember the girl working next to me looked at me one day. She was not a believer. And she said, what are you so happy about? You know, because Jesus had made a difference. It was early and, you know, he's continuing to work on me. Like, he is so graceful and gracious with us that when we come to Christ, he doesn't, we don't change immediately. There is immediate change, but he continues to work on us day by day. And I said something to someone the other day. I'm like, can you imagine if he would have showed us everything we needed to work on the first day? Like, he's so gracious. And... um I think he calls us to that type of graciousness in the world that we don't expect everybody to be exactly where we think they should be, but we have grace with them. And that's sometimes where the the Galatians 5, you know, lest we pray for patience, you know, like he's working those things out in us in the hard times. Uh, He's allowing us, he gives us opportunities to grow or to and be in the spirit or to act out in the flesh we have that free will which um, we have the opportunity to depend upon him and the spirit's working or we can find ourselves responding in the flesh which is that's why they're cynical is when they see that they go what's different and you're right in the beginning when you're new into your walk with the lord your default mode is the flesh nature. So you automatically will go there. um, And it takes a conscious surrendering and a struggle, inner struggle, to yield that. And sometimes it is frustrating. You think, I know, I thought, oh my gosh, I thought I was beyond this. I thought Mm -hmm. I had, you know, grown beyond this ugliness that I'm feeling inside of that ugly thought or that... um, And you realize it it is a a process that you have to surrender to in God's timing, in God's way. Um, But he promises he will bring us along um, if we continue walking with him. But it's an amazing journey. Like I said, it's only during those, usually those struggle times, those trial times that he uses um, to cleanse and purify. And I mean, he knows just who he is created us to be originally Mm -hmm. and he knows just the beautiful being that he is forming us um to be and that we will be presented to him one day Mm -hmm. um and it's just it's an exciting journey it's a hard journey Um, yeah there's some there's some ugly he wants to work out of us yeah there's a lot (laughs) there's a lot (laughs) for me there was (laughs) still is me yes yes Well, as both of you were talking, Pastor Margaret, as you were talking about how he's working on us each day, Mm -hmm. and uh, Debbie, as you were talking about through the hard times, that's kind of when we get refined. I was thinking about both those things made me think about my grandfather when he was dying of cancer, and he uh, said, the Lord is still working on me to make me who I ought to be, Mm -hmm. and uh, he... I mean, this man of God, one of the most, you know, closest men to God that I ever have known, was saying that God still was working on him, still wasn't done refining him. And so 
I just think about that when you're talking about trials and when you were talking about God working on us day by day. He's not done with us until right. we meet him in eternity. Yeah. And, you know, um, not too long ago, um, Adrian preached this message and talked about Peter and how, you know, Peter had some pretty big regrets for how he responded. And there's as much as God has a plan for us, the enemy has a plan, right? Like, uh, and that's the enemy's plan is just Satan's plan is to keep us out of God's plan. Right. And so um, the scripture where, you know, Jesus it's, is heading to the cross and he says to Simon, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. Now, I always thought that was Satan has asked to sift you, but it's all of you. Right. And so I realized that when we come to Christ, there is a battle begins. And so this scripture, what Jesus says next is so important because I believe he says it speaks this over each of us as he sits at the right hand of the Father and intercedes for us. He says, but I have prayed that your faith will sustain you. You know, it's important to see that there, there's not just one playing field, but there's two kingdoms here that's vying for us. And the enemy just wants us to fail. And when Simon, you know, we know that he's going to deny Jesus, that he knows him uh, three times. And But Jesus says, so Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. I'm praying that your faith uh, sustains you. And when you have repented and returned to me, encourage your brothers. And that word brothers there actually is... Greek word for brothers and sisters, which is a beautiful thing because we all go through battles. You know, we go through life and we have these times where we don't feel like Galatians 5, 22 and 23 people because the enemy wants us to fail and um, he doesn't want the world to see Christ in us. And so uh, just wanting to make sure that we, you know, we're mindful that there is a battle that we don't fight against flesh and blood, as Ephesians 6 says, but the principalities and the powers of darkness. And we know that Peter was reinstated, and look how God used him. And the enemy knew that Peter would be used, right? Mm -hmm. And he was trying to just keep Peter out of God's plan. Mm -hmm. And so has anything changed? Has anything in this world changed? Is there anything new under the sun? I don't think so. The enemy still has the same techniques and tactics, and um, God's hope and his spirit is still strong. And I like what Pastor Adrian said when he was teaching on uh, minimizing regrets um, and that, that Jesus will redeem every one of your regrets mm-hmm. um, and make it into something beautiful. And um, so he just wants us to come to him, sit down with him, bring our regrets, and let him have them. Mm-hmm. And he will redeem them into something beautiful. And I'm the type of person who likes to stay a steady course. Once, okay, this is you know the path I'm taking with you, Lord. I want it to be you know advancement every day. That's just the way I am to the end. I don't like these like setbacks and it can be frustrating for Christians because you think I should be here instead of I'm back here again and 
But he knows that there's a deeper level that you need to go. And, yes. and you're back there again because there is a deeper level that he needs to um, need you to look inside yourself with him and realize what's there and what needs to be cleansed and purified. And um, so you will be that beautiful image of Jesus to others that you, we all want so much yes. to be. Um, because we want them to love him and to know him like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but in order for them to see Jesus needs to be formed, he needs to be formed in us. Um, That's beautiful. Yeah. I'm just thinking of uh, the passage in Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit, and just how we often joke about not praying for patience because he'll give us opportunities to be patient. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... We just need, whether we pray for it or not, we need, you know, to practice these things, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. These are things, they're the heart of Christ, so they should be our heart as Christians. It's his desire for us, so it should be our desire for ourselves and those around us to show the love and kindness of God to those around us. And those are the very things that, unless we are living by the Spirit, will fall on our face um, if we're trying to do that in our own strength. And sometimes he needs to let us fall on our face several times before we finally learn that lesson, that we are helpless to walk this walk, to exhibit the fruits of the Spirit. Absolutely helpless to do that on our own. Yeah. Through his strength. But only through his strength can we do all things. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And I think you realize, I'm beginning to realize more and more, um, just the gift and the blessedness of having the Holy Spirit with us, abiding in us, and all that he wants to do for us and in us and through us, um, and just the blessing of that. Um, I'm beginning to realize more and more um, just the gift that we have been given in the Mm -hmm. Spirit. And, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in the things of the world and have our opinions, and we are not of this world. You know, and I think it's easy to forget that, Mm -hmm. um, that we have been bought with a price, that we're from another kingdom, that we're from the kingdom of God. We've been born into that kingdom, adopted in as God's children to bring his kingdom to earth. That that is our role as believers to be different and to have a different perspective. And um, I think in these days it's so easy for us where our focus becomes horizontal. We see everything in front. We look around us on the horizon and we see how much in the world is wrong, and we forget to look up and get our perspective from God. And I think especially in today's um, environment, it's hard for many Christians to know how involved do we become Mm -hmm. in the politics of the day or the policies or the laws. It's very easy to get so focused on that that we do lose focus Mm -hmm. on God and his leading and his empowering. And I know, and there's been so many times in that devotional um, Mm -hmm. 
being salt and light. It's only God's love will change hearts. Right. You can't win an argument with all the truth in the world. Um, it's only His love that will win hearts and demonstrating the fruits mm-hmm. of the Spirit that will win hearts. And I think we just need to stay focused on that mm-hmm. and not uh, necessarily, and this is just my personal opinion, with the picket signs and the right. proclamation of um, truth, we need to have truth, yes, but it needs to be, um, love needs to lead first. Yeah. Um, someone said something, I was in a conference pre-COVID, and they were talking about there has to be this balance of grace and truth. And that truth without grace is just mean, <laughs> you know? And that really struck me because um, grace without truth isn't fair either. There has to be a balance in that. And we see that in the life of Christ. And I think whenever we're wondering, well, how should we respond? Going to the Word and seeing how Jesus responded and seeing how he was compassionate and caring it's the best it's the role model he is it for how we are to to engage the world whether um, in compassion or in conflict um, he has given us really good guidelines in how to live our life and i can't remember who said this but i remember hearing recently somebody said jesus didn't just come to die certainly he came to die for our sins but he came to live to show us give us an example of how we're to live our lives mm-hmm. by his example yeah yeah and he's he, we have a really good example to live by and he was tempted <laughs> and was without sin and he same. showed us how to do that right and like he, we have to have the word of god yeah lives in us now right absolutely You know, I've been reading this. I fell in love in 2020 with the Passion Translation. The whole Bible has not been translated yet. Uh, The New Testament has in Genesis and Isaiah. So I ordered just the book of Isaiah, and it has study notes in it. And I've just been going through that 2021. I've just been going through slowly meditating and ruminating on Isaiah And I'm in Isaiah 11, and we're talking about the Spirit and, you know, Christ in us and the Holy Spirit that lives in us. And this scripture has just really been, I don't know, a shot of hope to my my soul. It just what we have in Christ. Like, first of all, we have resurrection power. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is available to us in our daily living. Isn't that crazy? Um, but wonderful. So listen to this. This is Isaiah 11, starting in verse 1. The cut-off stump of Jesse will sprout, and a fruitful branch will grow from his roots. The spirit of Yahweh will rest upon him, the spirit of extraordinary wisdom, the spirit of perfect understanding, the spirit of wise strategy, the spirit of mighty power, the spirit of revelation, and the spirit of the fear of Yahweh. He will find his delight in living by the spirit of the fear of the Lord. He will neither judge by appearances nor make his decisions based on rumors. With righteousness, he will uphold justice for the poor and defend the lowly of the earth. His words will be like a scepter of power that conquers the world. And with his breath, he will slay the lawless one. Righteousness will be his warrior's sash 
and faithfulness his belt. That's who we have on our side. Greater is he that lives within us than he that is in the world. Yeah. And, you know, here, you know, the fear of the Lord as a young child growing up, I was fearful of the Lord, like literally fearful of the Lord. But in understanding that fear of the Lord is total loyalty to God, being loyal to God is how this translation um, talks about that. And just thinking about in this world, in these days, um, being loyal to God and trusting his spirit in us for such a time as this, the believers that are on this earth are the church. And in some ways it's, I think, so much easier for people to now turn to trust in Christ because there's nothing else they mm. can see out there today that we can trust in. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it, it's, an, it's a wonderful opportunity for many now. And God has created the details and the circumstances and the environment that we find ourselves in today. He's allowed it for the purpose of turning to him, saying, mm-hmm. you, the one person you can trust, mm-hmm. your solid rock, your foundation, because mm-hmm. it's not out there, as it's, it's very, become very evident yeah. um, that it's not in the world. Yeah, I had an experience just um, last week with, stopped at the end of my driveway to check the mailbox, and there was someone sitting there. I didn't get out of the car, but I asked them a question, rolled down my window, make sure they were okay. Long story short, this gentleman was at a, a low place in his life, and he was feeling pretty hopeless, and he just shared his story with me and where he was, and I was able to pray with him, and uh, he wept. Um, there was times that he laughed because it was just God was that in that divine appointment. And, you know, I could have seen that as just, well, who is this person at the end of my driveway? But they had stopped to look at something, and by the end of it, we both agreed that God had intervened. And just realizing that there are people looking for hope, and what are we offering? I just think of those listening today, like, be mindful, be aware that sometimes someone may seem like a distraction, and they may be the very thing. You may be the person that God is putting in their path to guide them towards him. As believers, every person we meet is one person away from God. I know we've said that on here before. And so it's, it's for believers today, us being mindful and I need the, you know, I need to hear it because I could have went right past that evening, but God stopped me um, and had that conversation. We need to be present in the present, right? And not miss, you know, be so busy in all the things we have in our day that we miss opportunities that God's given us to witness to others around us. Yeah, we have a gift that's been given to us. But it's not to be kept to ourselves, but it is to be shared with the world. It, it says in the Bible, like, a, you know, a, a candle needs to be put up in a windowsill or a light on a hill doesn't need to be put a bowl over it. Right. It needs to shine for all to see. We need to share the hope that we have, the hope in Christ with a hopeless world. Yeah, and the hard times that we've been through 
are the very things that probably God is calling us to share with others to give them hope in their hopelessness. And I was sharing with with one person why um, Jesus is the most important relationship. You know, um, he's the lover of my soul and means everything to me. I was trying to explain this to a person who uh, wasn't a believer, mm-hmm. and and he listened very very graciously. And at the end, he just said, "Well, that's nice. You have a relationship with your God." Mm-hmm. And it just broke my heart for him to think that that is your God, but it's not my God. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how God yearns. Um, God created all humans, all life. Mm-hmm. You know, he breathed the first breath into our lungs. He knows the day we were going to be born, mm-hmm. the day that we will die. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the God of everyone. Mm-hmm. And so longs that our eyes would be open to see and our hearts would be moved towards him to be in relationship with him. Um, so, yeah, it just made me sad when he said, yeah, that's nice. You know, you have that relationship with your God. Mm. There's a flip side to that. Yeah, I mean, certainly there's only one God, but he does love us and see us personally and individually. You know, if I've heard it said before that if we were the only ones, he still would have died on the cross for us. He loves us that much. Mm-hmm. Well, Debbie, thank you for joining us today on Hope Talks. It's been uh, good to have you and good to talk with you. I always love talking to both of you. (laughs) We love talking to you. Well, uh, thank you for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that it's been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.